Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right. Thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world because you know what I'm going to say. You're bold, you're brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, and you are definitely making the world a better place. We are on site, Las Vegas, broadcasting from Hexagon Live. And if you want to know anything about technology, anything about innovation, anything about all of that, you need to be at Hexagon Live. It has been an absolute wonderful um, venue, wonderful conference, full of incredible people, and all focused on making the world a better place as well as solving problems. They are collaborating. It is a great, great opportunity to meet some incredible professionals like the one that's sitting right next to me. Akshat is his name. Sharma is his last name. And his company is ITT, and he is in the hot seat. Akshat, how are you doing? Good, Scott. How about you? No complaints. Yeah. Got a vibration to, uh, device there, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, what did you think about that last night's... Uh, the keynote? Keynote. Oh, it was pretty good. It was a really great presentation, very inspiring about how, you know, Hexagon's helping make um, a lot of the world a better place, and especially yeah. how things like we can help on the industrial machinery and reliability side. It, 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 it's all sort of meshed together, right? It, 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 it seems to me that you just can't be a cowboy and just go off on your own. I think that it's becoming more and more uh, collaborative. You need... You need to have companies like yours and others to be able to come together to come and solve problems because not everybody has the complete solution. Right. But you've got to pull it together. You got, And I think they were hitting some uh, great points like community. Yeah. We're in a part of an, an industrial community, this neighborhood, this, this ecosystem, right? Anyway, I, I thought it was – what were those little light things? Yeah, that was, was that? interesting. I mean, I guess they've got like a little wireless uh, receiver on there, and they're just coded for different lights at Even, different times. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. See? That's pretty neat. Even that was digitized. <laughs> got some mad tech out of there. But once you walk away, it's, now it's a paperweight almost. Yeah, I know. I left with one by mistake, and I was like, oh, this doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All right, for the listeners out there, give us a little background on who Akshat is. Yeah, so uh, my name is Akshat Sharma. I've been working with a variety of different companies in industrial control, wireless communications. Actually, I've been working in the IoT space before it was called IoT. What um, was it called? That's a good question. I think it was more just instrumentation and sensors, right? <laughs> Data collecting device. <laughs> yeah, and then the IoT name came about, and it's like, oh, this is the same thing. It's just a different name. Yeah, it is, and whoever came up with that, could have been earning a lot of money. Right, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of that, you know, different types of communication systems, wireless, um, radio, satellite, yeah. uh, monitoring for different applications for industrial machinery, for um, environmental monitoring, right, all that kind of stuff, basically throughout my whole career. And that's my background is more on the electrical engineering side. And, and fundamentally speaking, it, it, it's important for these assets to be able to communicate the data and the data in a way that is... Uh, uh, health related and and that gives the 
the business, the operation, the ability to be able to uh, proactively do what they need to do or whatever, make the, make the changes. And, and I, I, you know, of course, there's no way to shoot holes in that. That sounds, that's right strategy, right thinking. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, now with sensors being a lot lower cost, a lot more accurate, right? That's a big one. Sensor technology advancing. Now you can really switch to rather than just having this general maintenance schedule that says, okay, every six months or every so many operating hours, I'm going to do these tasks. You can look at the actual condition of your machine and vary the maintenance based on the actual condition, right? Which is huge. Yeah, bottom line value. Yeah. If you can extend the or, or... prolong the operational life of that asset and also sort of saying, hey, we don't have to do all that maintenance right now. We can just sort of sweat the asset a little bit more and a little longer to be able to do that. That Exactly. And then the flip side as well, right, which is that um, when it really does require it, maybe sooner than normally uh, what comes up because of how often you've been running it or how you've been running it, you can do that rather than missing it and having some sort of catastrophic failure. Yeah, and that you don't want that either. Right, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's the right thing to do. How do you, how does ITT, how do you, and we're going to be talking about this device. I've got this, uh, it looks like a VW bus, an old VW bus uh, (laughs) device. That's the only way I can describe it right now, but um, it's, it's pretty cool quite frankly. Um, how do you work with uh, Hexagon with all of this? So we're partnering with Hexagon's J5 uh, software. So J5, part of their J5 software is operator rounds, right? Which enables the ability to digitize that operator round process where operators can go around, you know, collect the necessary amount of information, make sure they're actually going to machines and collecting that information. And we work with them through the iAlert where instead of having to manually take a vibration reading or take no vibration readings on the machines at all, they can use their mobile device simply to connect to the sensor, pull that live vibration data, and put it into their operator round record. You're going to have to expand upon that J5. Is that a, a, a mobile um, yeah, so J5 is an overall software piece. Part of it is mobile, right? So the operator in the facility can take his uh, phone or tablet or iPad out in the field. So before, when they're doing their rounds, right, they've probably got like a little notebook and they're writing everything down on a piece of paper. Right. And Pencil whipping it, you know, yeah. standard stuff. And that's probably the best case, right? They're actually yeah. doing the rounds. They're not yeah. just skipping a couple of things. Now um, they've got this tablet that kind of instructs them, hey, on this piece of machinery, this is the information I need to collect. And um, they could do that, you know, right there while they're at the machine. And so once they're done, you know, everything's kind of collected. It can go out in a nice little report format. It can go back to the J5 database, right? Everything's available there. They don't have to input it anywhere else. So with that digitization concept comes the ability to now just automatically connect to our iAlert sensor and bring in that vibration data as well. So when we start talking about vibration, let's shift to the device. When we start talking about vibration, of course, there's a, a community of uh, b- vibration technicians. Right. You know, category one through four or five or whatever it is. And, yep. And, and they live in the world of analyzing the vibration, similar to like data analytics, where they're living in this world where there's this tsunami of information coming out. And then they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on, right? Right, right. 
there's a, there's a level of just detail with that whole manual approach. Does that device sort of take into consideration that level of detail? Or how, how, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm getting at? Right. Yeah. So usually, let me step back a little bit. With vibration, there's kind of almost two levels, right? There's the overall vibration, which just says, hey, this machine is shaking at a quarter inch per second, right? Normally, it shakes at maybe 0.15 inches per second. Right. So now you can see, hey, it's been trending higher. Or all of a sudden, it's spiked high. Something's wrong. Right. I don't really know what's wrong, but something's going on. So that's, you know, obviously our iAlert sensor does that very well. Right. But the iAlert goes beyond that, and it captures what's called an FFT. So it takes that 0.25 inches per second and breaks it into the different frequency components. And now when you've got that, the FFT is a fast Fourier transform, and you can see that entire spectrum of data. Yeah. That's what those vibration analysts look at to see, okay, well, you know, this 0.25 inches per second most of this energy is coming from the running speed, right, of that machine, which means, okay, maybe based on the type of machine it is and what I know about it, it's a misalignment issue, right, versus if all of that energy is maybe coming from seven times running speed, and I happen to know this is a pump that has seven veins, there's probably something going on with the impeller, right? So that's what the iAlert does. It does that FFT data as well, and it does it very accurately, and it does it all the way out to a wide frequency range, all the way up to 5,000 hertz. So the more information you can get, the better you can diagnose you know, what's actually causing the issue. Is there a proactive or a, um, a notification that says, from your iAlert to a person yeah. saying, hey, there is an issue, it, it appears to be this, investigate. Yes. So that's actually one of the really cool things about our system. So this, I didn't even know that. I fed that to you. Yeah, I know. That's a good question. Quite insightful. Um, this, what we're looking at here is just our basic sensor, right? It's the iLert 3. But once you get the data out of this, we've got our own uh, web platform or cloud platform. It's called our AI platform. And part of what it does is exactly that. It does the analysis of that FFT and it runs it through a rules engine. So it knows like, okay, on this type of equipment, these are the types of faults that can occur. And this is what it looks like. So it's constantly using all that processing power in the cloud to compare those FFTs to what a fault looks like. And it can detect them and say, oh, look, I think there's a, a misalignment issue. You need to go check the alignment of that pump and motor. Yeah. Um, so I liken it to probably about like a category two vibration analyst. No way. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty robust. Yeah, that's pretty powerful, right? That is. And um, we can do that. Actually, we can link it. So, for example, when you've got a sensor on a pump and a motor, it'll take into consideration data from both sensors. And not only will it be able to detect faults on the pump and the motor, but also faults that are related to both of them. So if there's misalignment between the two, right, it'll take in data from both sensors to be able to detect that. Because now, now this is what I see. Costs are going down. That means I can get the... I, I got a question, but I'm, going to go, but I'm going to paint this picture. Costs are going down, so these devices are more available. Right. 
and um, it's going to do a great job at identifying the vibration of a particular or the condition of that asset from a vibration perspective, proactively notify the, any technicians or whatever the, whatever the process or the workflow needs to go, yep. and, and then be able to get out there and do whatever is necessary, or they analyze it, and maybe it's not really at a point where we need to go send a technician, whatever, whatever the, the action is, but it's very tactical in, in its nature. Um, there are conversations that are wrapped around cyber. From, from this perspective, you're, you've got a Bluetooth or even a, um, a cellular type of connection. Tell us, is that protected? Tell us a little bit about the cyber capabilities. Yeah, so we've designed this really with security in mind, right? So when the data goes up to the cloud, by default, it actually stays out of the customer's network. So that means, one, it's really just separated. There's no way for us to access an end-user network. But also, that data is encoded and encrypted. So the, the data coming wirelessly out of the sensor over Bluetooth, that's all encoded. As soon as it gets to, we have this gateway that transfers it up to the cloud, it then gets encrypted. So as it's being transferred across yeah. the internet, yeah. it's all encrypted as well as encrypted when it's stored on a database as well. So there it is. Well, so I can install it. I can put it out on that device. I can begin to pull data. How quickly can I pull data? Um, so you can go down to every 30 seconds on this. And that's, you know, that's a good point. By default, we're taking data every hour, but you can change that interval down to 30 seconds. So I think, like you mentioned, you know, having yeah. vibration analysts already taking the data. Yeah. Um, this is something now you're getting that data at least once an hour, right? Whereas before, if you're manually walking around to collect it, maybe you're getting it like once a month. So if you think about that, that's about 750 times more often that you're collecting the data. It's going to be really hard to have a human go analyze oh, yeah. all that data by themselves, right? There's no way. You've got to use technology and um, the computing power that we have available today to do That's that sort cute. of first pass of analysis before passing it on to a vibration analysis expert if you need it. But that's a heck of a value proposition. You're absolutely correct. But if I wanted to and I say, hey, actually, I, w I, w I want that device out on my this, this motor. Mm -hmm. And you come out and you say, yeah, okay, cool, plop. How, how quickly can I begin receiving, I mean, just like it's all connected now. It's a great question. So the, the setup of this sensor is literally about five minutes, right? It's, most of it is physically bolting the sensor to yeah. the motor. And then you use a mobile app to activate the sensor. And uh, you can download the data right through the mobile app. You can install the gateway. It starts collecting data immediately. And the other beautiful thing about our analytics on the web platform is because it's rules-based, it doesn't have to learn a fault, right? As soon as it starts getting data, it's going to be able to start recognizing issues and faults immediately. Do you do any, uh, let's say I have uh, Acme, Acme Motor here, and, and it's in the south, and then uh, Acme Motor here in the northern part. Do you guys sort of see how the performance of similar devices and, and then say, oh, it's okay because we got this, we got to, right. do you do that? Sort of. So 
it happens on our analytics side, right? So the analytics, by default, when you tell it, hey, I'm installed on this particular type of motor, yeah. it creates what we call a synthetic baseline. So it just says, hey, on this type of equipment, this is based on the historical information yeah. we have. This is what normal looks like. So it then starts looking for stuff outside of that normal to recognize faults. And you could actually enhance that by then saying, okay, on this particular motor, this is what normal data looks like. So then it will kind of re-perform uh, or enhance those recognition rules to say, well, now I'm going to go off of this baseline on this particular piece of equipment. AI has been a, a major conversation lately. Is, is the, are you looking at having a sort of an AI solution with this? Yeah, so we're Neural looking net, at, at AI where it can be beneficial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of, especially, I think one of the areas that's useful is being able to recognize some of those baselines, yeah. recognize yeah. some of those feature characteristics yeah. for the machine that we need for that uh, fault detection system to be accurate. Yeah, because you, you want it to learn. Right. It's not every motor's the same, right. you know, and, and they might have some unique quirks about it, but it doesn't mean that the asset is failing. It means it's just like, yeah, it's going to quirk. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for lack of a better term. So I think that's the important part for us is using the AI and the machine learning to be able to detect that baseline. I like that. You're here all week-ish? Ish, until Thursday. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's when the thing wraps up and everything. Yeah. Where are you staying? You're staying? Uh, I'm staying over at the link. There it is. Oh, okay. We're neighbors. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> all right. How do people get a hold of you there? Um, they can visit our website at i-alert.com or they can email us at sales at i-alert.com. There it is. Oxshot. You were great. That was a fun conversation. And by the way, you can use this if you want to try to tr look, make it look like a bus. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's the next level. That's, that's a good idea. We'll next come level, out just put like, little wheels on it here. Right? Yeah, VW Retro Edition on there, right? <laughs> All right, you were absolutely wonderful. All right, listeners, we are going to wrap it up on the other side. Remember, we are broadcasting from Hexagon Live. Put this on your calendar for next year. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. As uh, Akshat was saying, yeah, last night's keynote was sort of, it was dazzling. It had a lot of information. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was good. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for joining. We're going to uh, talk and wrap it up on the other side, so stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you once again for your continued support of a platform that celebrates industry professionals all around the world. That was Akshat. Akshat Sharma. ITT is the company, and the reality is they got a great device. They got... They got incredible solutions you need to reach out to that that's your that is your to-do list thing is to reach out to Oxshot. we're going to have all the contact information as you know out on industrial talk but what a great event hexagon live if you want to be dazzled with innovation hexagon live if you want to be dazzled with solutions and individuals that are dedicated to solving problems yes hexagon live put that on your calendar Put that in your budget for next year to attend, and uh, yeah, you will be dazzled by by all standards. 
All right, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Ogshot, change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly.